2: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
3: Hey, hey, hope you enjoyed your Tuesday, your Valentine's Day, whatever the day was to you. Maybe it was just a plain old February 14th. I actually laughed with Jay when we got off the air yesterday morning because I forgot and didn't even mention when we got off the air and thought whoopsie uh, I'm really not in that mode but I enjoyed some special yoga on Tuesday evening and I also enjoyed a couple of chocolate chip cookies I spent time with my love my sweet girl Penny I talked to people that I love we had a family group chat with all kinds of uh, little gifts and memes and avatars going back and forth and I heard from a bunch of my friends so it was nice I mean there's never ever ever a bad time to express to someone that you care about them, that you love them, because we all need to hear that as humans, and honestly, you never know. You never know when that opportunity will not be available to you, and I I think we recognize very often, uh, especially these days, that life is precious, but it's also fleeting, and I've learned in the past 12 months especially, don't wait. If you want to tell someone that you love them, tell them that you love them. Do not wait. Tell them that you care about them. Support them. Encourage them. Uh, Do not wait. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. It is our hump show, middle show of the work week, first hump show post-football season. What, what? Uh, But we are asking you to fill in the blank with us just for fun. Find someone who loves you as much as what? What? I'll say find someone who loves you as much as I love coffee. Oh, there you go. I mean, that's some intense love right there. It gets me out of bed most days. So whether it's our show Twitter, After Hours CBS, and you also want to send your questions for Ask Amy Anything, you can do that on our Facebook page, too. Good to have so many of you on our YouTube channel. We know we've been rocketed on social media. We're glad to connect with you there. Uh, that's a, a lot of the, the way that you can reach us. We also have our phone number, toll-free, 855-212-4CBS.
4: Connaughton passes to Holiday, squeezes off a three for the lead, and he buries it from straight on. Mister Clutch, Drew Holiday delivers again. Two point lead for the Bucks
3: on the Bucks radio network in overtime against a Boston Celtics team that was missing four starters, and yet this was a dogfight through to the extra period. That call on Bucks Radio. And now from Milwaukee, an hour affiliate, 1250 a.m., our friend Steve Pfeiffer joins us now. And, Steve, uh, maybe this wasn't expected to be quite the toe-to-toe knockdown dragout that we got with the Celtics missing so many people. But what did you see from the Bucks that allowed them to pull it out in
5: OT? Drew Holiday played out of his mind. <laughs> it's a, a half-court shot or whatever at one point in the quarter. Uh, and then just comes up huge in big moments at the end of regulation. Uh, and then in overtime as well, you know, Giannis, he was horrible at the free throw line. It really wasn't that good overall for uh, a majority of that game. But down the stretch, you know, he finally hit some free throws. I think he hit like five of his last six or six of his last seven, something like that, uh, down the stretch. Uh, when they needed him to hit those free throws, he finally started hitting free throws. That obviously helped. Uh, Chris Middleton, was playing pretty good, but then he reaches minutes limit. You know, he's coming off of an injury, so they pulled him and didn't play him at all in the overtime. So they had to play without Middleton in the overtime. Uh, that hurt him as well. And that game was a, a, a relatively big game if you care about home court advantage in the playoffs. And Stan Van Gundy on the broadcast, him and Brian Anderson uh, on TNT were talking about you know this being a big game for a home court advantage. I guess as a as a Bucks fan, I don't view it as much. So I look at that series last year in the playoffs and. You know, you can look at, oh, Boston had, you know, the the last game uh, at home, and that's why they won. But in reality, if the Bucks have Chris Middleton, I still think the Bucks probably win that series regardless of who has home court advantage. But now the series is tied at one, and mm-hmm. you get one more game in March to decide who gets home court advantage for that one seed.
3: We're nearly three-fourths of the way through the NBA season now. The Bucks have won 11 in a row. What characteristics have you seen with
5: them over the course of this streak? Chris Milton came back, uh, and he's playing really well since he came back. You know, he came back earlier in the season from the injury last season um, and really struggled, really didn't look like Chris at all. Um, And then they took him out again because he got hurt again. Mm -hmm. And Then he'd been out for some time, and now since he's returned, uh, and he really took his time because he wanted to be right this time when he came back. And he looks right. Uh, he's doing stuff that Chris Middleton does, you know, turnaround jumper, hitting him. The mid-range jumper is money again. ability to kind of get inside whenever he wants to is there as well. And as his minutes build up and he gets uh, into form even more than he is already, that's what's going to really make this team, you know, that title contending team, that championship caliber team, uh, is with Chris Middleton. Without Chris Middleton, it just wasn't the same basketball team. They were missing everything that he brings, the ability to take somebody off the dribble, the ability to hit that open shot. Uh, this this team has been hot and cold from three uh, for stretches of time. That's been a real problem uh, at this point, point. Uh, and hopefully uh, they get a little bit more consistent with that. You know, they had Jay Crowder at uh, the trade deadline. I think they'll probably add a player or two here on the buyout market, uh, which will obviously help. Joe Ingles, which was their big and only real free agent signing of the offseason, was hurt. Mm-hmm. all the way until the opportunity for him to play in about mid-January. So he's been working, coming off of an injury from last year as well uh, when he was playing. So as this team gets healthy, uh, they're going to get better, uh, they're going to get stronger, and I think they're going to be the team to beat. Remember, there's been no Bobby Portis either for the Bucks. Uh He's been out now. You know, Milton comes back, then Bobby Portis gets hurt, and he's been out for the last several weeks so once they get him going back again, Jay Crowder gets healthy and he starts playing because Crowder hasn't played all year. He's just been working out because of the Suns dispute. I really think this Bucks team has every opportunity to win another championship.
3: Steve Pfeiffer is with us from Milwaukee where the Bucks yes, extend their win streak to 11 games in a row though it goes into overtime against the top team in the East, the Boston Celtics and Steve is with our Milwaukee affiliate 1250 AM but also talks Bucks on Green and Growing, the podcast. I just want to talk about Drew a little bit more because he set a career high in three pointers in this game. He now has the longest gap between all-star appearances yeah. so he last played for the Sixers in 2013, and now he's going back. That's really incredible for him.
5: The crazy thing about Drew Holiday is, you know, the Bucks traded for him, uh, and you hear from guys around the league and talking about guys that are underrated and guys that don't get enough credit, you know, in the media or, or whatever the case may be. And almost everybody was saying Drew Holiday was that guy. Uh, about he deserves more praise than he gets. He's one of the best at his position, and people just don't talk about him enough because of the teams he's been on previously. And now being on this team, you know, that's won a championship, and, you know, he's got a long-term deal here with Milwaukee and playing with an MVP, playing with a team that's near the top of the Eastern Conference, uh, going into the All-Star break every year or at the top of the Eastern Conference. I think now finally is starting to shine some light Uh, and giving him the publicity that he probably should have had this entire time. He's a hell of a defender. He's a great distributor. Uh, He can get hot from outside like you saw. Uh, And he's a great leader on and off the floor. He does a ton of stuff uh, in the community, him and his wife. They did it in New Orleans, uh, and they're doing a ton of stuff uh, locally in Milwaukee as well. Just, Just a great dude.
3: We're spending a few minutes with Steve Pfeiffer, who joins us from Milwaukee. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. You know I love doing this to you. What is the bigger story right now, the 11-game win streak, the Bucks being very close to the Celtics atop the Eastern Conference, or the future of Aaron Rodgers and the Packers?
5: The Bucks get very little play in Milwaukee on Sports Talk Radio. Amy. Oh very, gosh. very little play. Uh, it, is, it is all Packers all the time. And it is definitely all about Aaron Rodgers and his darkness retreat that apparently he starts at the end of the week. Uh, He was on Pat McAfee's show talking about that again today. Uh, So that's what it's all about. Everybody's sitting here waiting to see, you know, is he going to ask for a trade? Is he going to retire? Is he going to play for the Packers one more year? And it is very much like Brett Favre. it, It might be worse because we're going through the exact same thing again. And it's funny that, when he was here and going through all this with Brett, that was one dude that he pretty much said, I'll never be like him. Like, you're, I'm never going to cost my team a game with a ton of interceptions. I'm never going to do what he did at the end. Like, I'm just never going to happen. And he's kind of doing the exact same thing to Jordan Love that Brett did to him. It's mm. almost identical right now.
3: And if he ends up with the Jets, which is one of the teams that's really interested, it would almost be from the category of you can't make this stuff up.
5: If it's true, the reports of the Packers not wanting to trade within the NFC, I I think that's beyond idiotic at this point. Rodgers has a year or two left. So what? If Aaron Rodgers goes and plays for the Washington Commanders or the Saints or whoever he goes to play for, and maybe he beats Jordan Love and the Packers once or twice. Fine. Jordan Love, if he's good, is going to be a Packer for the next decade. Who cares? Move on. Get as big of a haul as you can get to say that you're not going to trade him within the conference. You're possibly giving up the biggest haul you could possibly get by narrowing it down just to AFC teams.
3: From what we've seen of Jordan Love, from what we've heard about Jordan Love, is he ready?
5: He looks a hell of a lot better now than he did prior to the year starting. And I think a lot of credit has to go to Tom Clements, who is the quarterback's coach that they brought out of retirement, uh, the guy that Aaron Rodgers loved to death under Mike McCarthy and praised nonstop about his development and how good he became. Uh, and then remember when that whole thing fell apart where he was going to call plays, plate, McCarthy gave it up, and then after about, I don't know, what was it three, four games, whatever, McCarthy changed his mind and pulled it back away from him. And then after that, Clements was out of there after that year. He went and coached Kyler Murray. Rookie of the Year Kyler Murray that year, and then he retired and walked away, and Kyler Murray probably hasn't been the same since. Uh, So then they convinced him to come out of retirement uh, to help Aaron Rodgers, and Jordan Love is the benefactor and improved dramatically uh, from last year to this year. And now I think a lot of people in that organization think he's ready. And just look at some of the interviews on Radio Road in the Super Bowl. Aaron Jones, I think, talked to almost everybody in the country Uh, the Packers running back, and pretty much told everybody that he thinks he's ready to go at this point. So, we'll see. Can
3: this Packers team, as it's currently constituted, regardless of quarterbacks, can the rest of the team, the team that's put together now with Brian Gutenkunst, can they compete for a title? Because this year was not what you expect from the Packers.
5: Uh, I mean, there was... So, Rodgers didn't play at an MVP level. Fine. I think we all understand that. But they also... Were beset by injuries. The offensive line uh, was a mess. David Bakhtiari was in and out of the lineup. They're all pro left tackle. Uh, they had injuries along the front, uh, left and right, where they had to keep playing this rookie Zach Tom, who played really well, and he was playing guard, tackle, all over the place. Uh, then the rookie wide receivers, Christian Watson, was hurt. Romeo Dobbs was hurt once Watson came back. Dobbs got hurt, and he was out. Uh, Robert Tunyon coming off of the ACL injury took him almost to the end of the year before he started looking like who he was prior to the injury. There's a lot of stuff going wrong offensively. Defensively, they were a train wreck all year until the last few weeks when they made some adjustments. Mm -hmm. Uh, Packer fans wanted Joe Barry, the defensive coordinator, fired. He was capped. Packer fans still complaining about that as they're seeing all these other defensive coordinators who, in their minds, is far better than Joe Barry, yet Joe Barry has a job, and they didn't get one of these guys to upgrade the position. I think if Aaron Rodgers comes back, looking at the NFC, I think the Packers would have uh, every opportunity to compete for an NFC title uh, as much as anybody else because the nfc really doesn't have a lot the niners don't have a quarterback the whole nfc south doesn't have a quarterback uh <laughs> if you look at philadelphia uh they're the, going to be the team still probably but they've got free agents uh so what are they going to do in, in the free agency market does anybody trust Dak prescott and mike mccarthy packer fans don't so <laughs> well that's from- not fair Well, it's Mike McCarthy. I'm just telling you, being honest, they don't trust Mike McCarthy. So they're not worried about the Cowboys. I I just think you look at it, and the Vikings they are going to probably lose half of their defense to free agency. So I think if Rodgers comes back, I think they have every opportunity to compete for an NFC title. It's going to be a heck of a lot easier in the NFC for Aaron Rodgers than it would be going to any team in the AFC at this point.
3: Including the Raiders, where obviously Devontae Adams is now and they just cut Derek Carr. All right, Steve, so let me ask you this question. Certainly an opinion question, but I know you have them. Do fans want him back?
5: No, absolutely not. Wow. No, and, I, and it's funny, I was on uh, 670 The Score in Chicago earlier today on their afternoon show uh, with uh, Dan Bernstein and Lawrence Holmes, and they pretty much were We were talking about that same thing. And I was just saying, you know, on Twitter, yes, the majority of fans do not want him back. And you can say, okay, well, that's a vocal minority. Okay, fine, maybe it is. But in my day-to-day life, whether it's people coming up to me when I'm at the grocery store or whatever, family, friends of mine, it's a struggle to find anybody that wants that. That, that guy back right now it is a true struggle okay why anybody that wants why back. what happened i think they're just sick of all the bs every off season of show me how much you love me tell me how much you love me and not letting it go and the whole pat mcafee thing i think is once then on a lot of packer fans and having to deal with that drama every single week all season long of what is he going to say now to create drama uh, yeah, i think people are just sick of it and okay. Just want to move on. Like, if Jordan Love is great, fine. If Jordan Love's not, then I guess they're going to rebuild and figure it out. But they just are are pretty much done with 12 at this point. Uh, Me personally, um, I I want them back one more year to see what they can do um, with Aaron Rodgers in a second year with this wide receiving core. Because I think this wide receiving core can be pretty good. I think Watson has a chance to be pretty special. Romeo Dobbs in preseason and training camp at the beginning of the season looked like he was going to be really good. Give him a second year, see what happens. And then the issue becomes Jordan Love, right? So what do you do? He has a fifth year option, and my suggestion has been the whole time of just give him a three year extension, right, pay him for the fifth year, sixth year, seventh year at middle of the middle of starting quarterback money, so fifteen million a year, whatever it is, assure him years five, six, and seven. Tell him you're my guy after Aaron Rodgers. We're going to do this one more time with Aaron Rodgers, uh, and then it's going to be your show. And make sure Aaron understands the same thing. This is it. One more run at this, and then if you want to be traded, then we'll move on from you.
3: I was wrong about Tom Brady. Most of the NFL community was wrong about him retiring. A lot of people, in fact, I heard from so many people inside the NFL who said 100% he is going to play again. Any chance he retires? In your opinion?
5: No. And he, you know, he called BS on the whole. He doesn't, you know, he he wouldn't care if he was sharing a stage with Tom Brady. Um, But it's not only Tom Brady. It's also Wisconsin's very own J.J. Watt, mm-hmm. who at this point is far more beloved than Aaron Rodgers probably is in the state of Wisconsin. It would be those two and Rodgers all in Canton together. I just think he plays again, whether it's with Devontae Adams and he forces his way to the Raiders. Um, I, the Jets thing, I just don't see it. I I can't imagine he wants to deal with New York media. I mean, that's just not who that dude is. He he doesn't want to deal with all that. And I think that's the one thing he liked about Green Bay, you know, or, it's not the same thing. Paparazzi and all that other stuff that goes along with all that stuff. If you're playing on either coast or whatever, and I just don't think that's that's his jam necessarily, and that's not something that he really wants to deal with. Because if he goes to the Jets and they go eight and eight, they're going to absolutely kill that dude in the media. <laughs> uh, so there will be far more pressure if he goes to New York and if, including Las Vegas. If he goes to the Raiders, there's going to be a ton more pressure on him. If he comes back to Green Bay, there's not nearly as much pressure on him. Uh, And whatever happens, happens, and you ride it out, and it's over.
3: Mm. And he says his piece every week on what has become his personal platform with Pat McAfee. (laughs) And
5: made that dude a lot of money.
3: (laughs) All right, so you can find Steve on Twitter at Sparky Radio, and he's with our Milwaukee affiliate, 1250 AM. Uh, But also he's got the Curd and Long podcast, which is devoted to Packers. It's brilliant. And then Green and Growing, which is devoted to Bucks. And we always enjoy having him here on the show. So thank you for a couple of minutes, Steve. Absolutely.
5: Always fun. Thanks for having me.
3: Curd and long, as in cheese curd and long. (laughs) I wish I had come up with that name. That's fantastic. I I don't know if people take it seriously because it's uh, cheese curd, but cheese head. So, you know, we take them very seriously. All right. So good stuff with Steve. He makes it very clear, at least with his reaction on social media as well as with the people he knows personally that they're ready to move on from Aaron Rodgers not interested in having another year with that dude, as he calls him. Uh, And I have to say, because I have a lot of ties in Wisconsin and because I have a whole side of the family that is from Wisconsin originally, the majority of them don't want him back either, even if it does give them a better chance to win. Now, see, if it's me because I'm objective about it and and I'm not attached to the Packers emotionally I say you you do whatever gives you the best chance to win at the same time Aaron Rodgers is owed $60 million next year. His salary escalates to $59 million next year if they have him on the roster. So if you are going to pay a quarterback that kind of money, you better dang well sure uh, be able to win because otherwise it is a waste. So if you don't think you can win with this roster and you feel like you've got to find... Ways to plug holes, creative ways to plug holes, then maybe trading the quarterback is what you do because it's hard to field a roster when you're sinking sixty million into one guy. So it's I mean, they do have a lot of rookies, like younger guys, rookie contracts, that kind of thing. It just, yeah, it it can be challenging. And that is the the big, Hurdle that faces so many teams when they come to the point where they have to give their QBs contract extensions because it's an exorbitant amount of money Uh, with the Eagles talking about how they now are looking at Jalen Hurts being eligible for an extension. I've heard people say there's no way he plays in 2023 without an extension. Uh, We know the Cincinnati Bengals are facing that same situation with Joe Burrow. Um, it, It just is. It's an astronomical expense so how then do you get creative enough it's the draft is the best way but how do you get creative enough to fill the rest of the holes on your roster and build a team with depth and with winning potential on Twitter a law radio on our Facebook page too uh, you can fill in the blank I didn't even retweet it yet but I will right now uh, we want you to fill in the blank find someone who loves you as much as. What my favorite one so far is Andy Reed loves cheeseburgers from Phil on Twitter, but there are some other funny ones as well. And then while you're on our social, please send your questions for ask Amy anything. We didn't do it last week on the radio. We did a a Super Bowl edition on YouTube. If you haven't seen it, it's on our YouTube channel, Uh, but we're back to it's standard spot. Ask Amy Anything is part of the Hump Show. It's After Hours on CBS Sports Radio.
2: You are listening to the After Hours Podcast.
1: Third and eight. Selling a little or a lot.
4: McKinnon to the right. Mahomes in the gun. Three receivers right. One left. Mahomes takes the snap. He's back. He is firing and it is incomplete but there's a penalty flag thrown. The pass was intended for Smith-Schuster on the far side of the field but the flag came and I think it's going to be defensive holding against the Eagles. You are right. It's a double move on the outside. Smith Schuster, prior to the pass, holding number 24. Defense. 5 penalty. Automatic. First down.
1: The
2: veteran who's played in more postseason games than any other Chief tied with Travis Kelsey. Townsend will hold it. 11 seconds left in Super Bowl 57, 35-35 tie. The kick is good, and Kansas City leads 38-35 with eight seconds to go in regulation in Super Bowl 57. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence.
3: First of all, everybody I've talked to thought this was a terrific Super Bowl, and I mean most of my friends who are not diehard football fans. Some of them are. Maybe not as diehard as me, but are at least into football where they watch on a regular basis. But even my friends who are casual fans, maybe this is the only game they watch all year other than the, one that the ones that their teams are involved in. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. And as we told you on last night's show, it is now the third highest, well... It's the most watched. Every time I do that, I get it wrong. It sounds so awkward. It's because I always want to go with highest rated, but that's not the same thing as most watched. Third most watched Super Bowl, third most watched TV show of all time. And in terms of ratings, just so you know, the difference between a rating and a share, a share is the number of people who are watching who actually have their TVs turned on. So put that aside. Ratings, the number of TVs, Households with TVs in the United States, whether they're on, whether they're off, yada, 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 a rating is actually the coveted number, um, especially when you're talking about target audience, which is generally 18 to 35 uh, and and so you're looking for younger viewers that you can develop patterns, blah, blah, blah. I'm such a nerd when it comes to shop talk. Anyway, rating it is is more about the number of televisions, the number of households with televisions. And the Super Bowl actually had a forty rating, which doesn't happen very often, meaning of all the households with TVs in the entire United States, forty percent of them were tuned in to the Super Bowl on Sunday night. So I tell you, it's the only thing we really agree on in this country. A third of our population was watching this game on Sunday, and it spiked during Rihanna's halftime show. (laughs) Nearly 119 million people watching during the halftime show. It's after hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. The reason I have producer Jay play that moment where James Bradbury was flagged for holding Uh, in the final two minutes, and then, of course, the the game-winning field goal with Mitch Holtis on Chiefs Radio is because of the valentine that Juju Smith-Schuster issued on Twitter. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Juju Smith-Schuster may have gone all in a little bit too soon, but you only get Valentine's Day once a year, so I guess this is the opportunity. He puts this out there, and you know what? I'll retweet it, A-Law Radio. But it's a photo of James Bradbury on one of those kind of classic little Valentine's Day cards that you would exchange with your classmates when you were a kid. And so James is smiling, and above him, above his head, it says, I'll hold you when it matters most. I know it's way too soon it is but I couldn't help but laugh out loud. So I did retweet it because it's funny. I mean I, I try not to take sports too seriously or just in general try not to take myself or my job too seriously because it's it's entertainment. Sports is entertainment. It's supposed to be fun. Um but in this case you can understand why the Eagles would take it personally. So that's Juju Smith-Schuster. Now, as it turns out, the Eagles did their exit interviews on Valentine's Day as Juju is sharing his sentiments at the expense of James Bradbury. And Bradbury was once again asked about that holding call at the end of the Super Bowl.
0: I mean, I pulled a jersey, you know, they called holding. I was hoping they would let it ride, you know, but was holding.
2: Is that something they typically
0: let ride? Uh, I'm not sure. Um, I think based off the playoff games that we were in, the playoff games that I saw, you know, sometimes the refs let, let some things like that go, you know, just spin on the ref.
3: Well, they did let one go earlier in the game, right? So, It happens. I mean, sometimes they see it, sometimes they don't. Uh, Earlier in the game, they didn't see an eagle grab a handful of jersey. Later in the game, they did. Uh, And I appreciate that James has not shied away from that. He has said multiple times, "I grabbed his jersey. I was hoping they would let it go." Okay, that's all he can do. I mean, sometimes again, sometimes the officials see it, sometimes they don't. But I guarantee you, when they see it, they call it. It has nothing to do with what juncture of the game they're in at that moment they didn't see it earlier they saw it late so they called it anyway good for james bradbury so juju smith schuster is having a a bit of a laugh at his expense which is obviously not taking the high road Uh, it, it is funny again but it's still it's i'm sure james is is hurting over it aj brown decides he's going to take on juju in defense of his teammate and this is what he writes First off, congratulations. <laughs> oh wait, can I just tell you, Marco? What made me laugh is, I mean, Juju has a fair a fair number of followers, right? I mean, he's he's got a fair following on social media. In fact, he's got 1.1 million followers on social media. But I thought it was a little bit humorous that AJ Brown actually quote tweeted it and shared it with a bunch more people. <laughs> Like, well, maybe don't quote tweet it <laughs> so that you're sharing it with more people. Anyway, so A.J. Brown, uh, the Eagles' top wide receiver, says this. First off, congratulations. Y'all deserve it. This is lame. <laughs> and it gets a little here. You was on the way out the league before Mahomes resurrected your career on your one-year deal. <clears throat> TikTok boy. <laughs> what
6: is that? Hey, guys, check
3: it out. Just made my first TikTok. (laughs) Stop it. I'm trying to be serious here. No, not really. He calls him TikTok boy. I'm assuming that's not a compliment. (laughs) Well, and calling a grown man a boy is also not a compliment, right? So just as a side note really quickly, Marco. A couple of days ago when we were talking about Super Bowl commercials, mm-hmm. this man on Twitter, I'm assuming he's a man, this this guy on Twitter says, I love the one with the girl who played flag football. Now, I responded because this happens a lot, right? We call it men's college basketball and girls' college basketball. And I just responded and said, she's a woman, not a girl, but mm-hmm. I agree. I like that ad with a smiley face. It wasn't meant to be rude or anything like that. And people write back with, what's the difference? Women or girls? And I felt like saying, do we call Patrick Mahomes a boy? No. When a, when a man calls another male a, a boy, that's meant to be disrespectful. Absolutely. So anyway, I'm, just, I'm sure the man did not mean it to be disrespectful, but it's just one of these things. It's like, yeah, you may not think it's a big deal, but you also wouldn't call Jalen Hurts a boy. I mean, that would be disrespectful. So I just thought that the young woman deserved the right to not be called a girl. Anyway it and, and I it just comes to the forefront here with AJ calling him TikTok boy, mm-hmm. right? Not TikTok guy, not TikTok dude, not TikTok bruh, but TikTok boy. It's meant to be an an insult. Anyway, AJ goes goes on to admit he, meaning James Bradbury, admitted that he grabbed you, but don't act like you're like, but don't act like you're like that or ever was. But congratulations again. Oh my
0: gosh. Say no more. <laughs>
3: I mean, AJ decides he's going to stick up for his teammate and just goes all in on Juju. I don't know that Juju deserved that, but you know what, Juju, if you're going to be petty, then I guess you open yourself up to that I, type
6: of thing. Again, I sound like old man. Please regret this decision. I sound like old man yelling at the cloud. You do get off my lawn. Now, you know what? To me, I'm all for. it. Look, if you want to bust chops, I'm cool with it. You text it to somebody.
3: Okay, don't use social is what you're saying. That's all it is yeah. because you didn't do Wait, this. Wait,
6: now I feel bad. Should I delete my retweet? To me, look, Juju Smith-Schuster did not do this to bust chops. He did this to gain clout and followers on social media. To me, that's where you're wrong. You okay. want to mess gonna, with Bradbury? I feel bad now. You text him because I'm pretty sure you can get his phone number, and the two of them would probably laugh back and forth. As much as this hurts Bradbury, yes, he w- you're right. when you're one-on-one, you can go back and forth. You did this because you wanted to be the cool kid at the table in high school. That's where I have a problem with it. Okay. And that bothers me. So should I delete my retweet well, then? Well, that, that's you. I don't know uh, whatever you want to do. Now you made me feel bad. I, again I'm not doing and I realize I know I'm the old man and I get it. I'm the old okay. man get off my lawn. I don't like social media <laughs> is fine for a million different things. I don't like it when it's supposed to be okay, this I is been. how I get my, you know. Thought out to show everybody else, but you're afraid to tell them one on one. That's where you, that's the gray area that I get okay. angry about. I deleted it, okay? I'm not yelling at you. <laughs> I know, I'm yelling at Smith Schuster. <laughs> Something's wrong with you. And now he's gonna get all upset because people have been tattooing him left and right because it's not, what, it's not what, he probably thought the backlash was gonna be as bad. He thought it would be fun, and I'm sure he's loving the attention, but now you got players all over the place coming and yelling at him. You know what? Yeah,
3: I mean, he definitely did put James on blast. So you're and you're right. He could have done it in a text with that same meme.
2: And you know what? And it probably would have been hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
6: Hilarious between the two of them. And the problem would have been that it would have been between the two of them. And all he wanted was for everyone else to see it. That's where I have a problem. Okay,
3: well, all right. I feel guilty on now. Twitter. So I deleted it uh i no longer am a party to it but too late because i shared it with people too i just i thought it was funny it made me laugh i wasn't taking it like super serious because i don't but but of course james i mean that that is ouch yeah
6: like i said and and, look i'm (laughs) cool with busting shops that's fine but busting chops to me is one on one, not gotcha for fifty other people to sit there and ha- watch us have an argument because then you're not doing it for 50, show.
3: Fifty, I know you got one point one million followers. I get
6: it, but you're not going to have one million people in a room. So it was just that's the that's idea true. that, like oh, gotcha. when you're doing this when you're kids, yes. you're putting on a show for everybody else as opposed to actually talking it's to like the other person. And tell I don't on like social that. media. I yeah. was never like that, and I don't like the aspect of social media. It bothers me.
3: Find someone who loves you as much as Aaron Rodgers loves the darkness. Ha ha. Well, we don't know that yet. Actually, he hasn't gotten into his dark hole. Uh, That's Eric on on Facebook. Clint says, find someone who loves you as much as Patrick Mahomes loves ketchup. (laughs) Uh, Rob goes with, find someone who loves you as much as George Kittle loves professional wrestling. (laughs) Yes. And then I like this one, too. Um, just, you have to think about it, but it is good. Eli on Facebook, find someone who loves you like a goalie loves a goalpost. Oh, yeah, the goalpost, the clang, can be your friend. Jay, are you listening to this one? Uh, one more from Clint. Find someone who loves you as much as producer Jay loves YouTube. Uh-huh. That is, that is so true. Would you like to throw a couple? Jay loves YouTube. He, he
6: You're like a he, rabbit hole guy?
3: He an- Well, that, and he analyzes the analytics.
6: Yeah, I like to make the videos, so I'd rather have someone be sucked into the rabbit hole that I created would be the optimal, but I don't have... Those. Someday. But don't you I, worry. Yeah, someday. He's going to quit
3: here to be a YouTube influencer.
6: Uh, I do get sucked into YouTube rabbit holes
3: very okay. often, though. All right.
6: Interesting. I didn't know that.
3: So, yeah, he's all about YouTube. So find someone who loves you as much as
6: your daughter loves Elmo. Sure. I, 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 you took a bunch of that. I had the, the the Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Did you? I had Andy oh, Reid and e- the didn't Hawaiian use that shirt one yet. Andy Reid in the Hawaiian shirt. Um, you know, there's a few of them there. Kyrie loving himself,
3: as much as AJ Brown loves Juju Smith Schuster. No, not that much.
6: <laughs> I will name him George,
3: and I will hug him
0: and pet him and. Oh, uh, as him. much
3: as Gronk loves being all over, everywhere these days. I love puppies. As much as he loves puppies.
6: There there we go. You he, know, side note, that was one of the commercials I actually saw. He missed that kick? I don't it, understand yeah, that kick. And it was awkward. Was that actually live? There's no way it that was live. No, it couldn't have been no, live. No, and I can live with that, but, like, they did it, and I happened to hear, it and he was like, and he missed it. And I'm looking, and I was like, did I just look like it split the uprights? Did I miss something? How the hell did he miss that? Yeah,
3: no, I don't know either. It was almost like
6: the the CGI but, was But off.
3: if it's not live, why wouldn't you do it again? <laughs> why wouldn't you?
6: Just tape it until it is a made field goal. I don't understand. I don't know what the promotion was for. Uh, so I, I They promoted it like it was going to be no, a no, live no, but kick. Why, but no, but why he was good or bad. Like, Fan duel, right? Right, Fan but I don't duel. know what the point was, if he I made it or I didn't know. make it. I, that part, I, I just was surprised that they kept showing it. I was like, how did he miss that? Yeah. It looked like, It's almost like the CGI was all messed up on it. Yeah, but it maybe was, it's it me. was. It was
3: definitely weird. I I wasn't really sure either. Okay, so on Twitter, A-Law Radio, I deleted my James Bradbury Valentine. I feel bad again guilted into it you also know, on our facebook page man. you you are definitely to blame for this
6: you
2: are listening to the after hours podcast it's a interim head coaching job it lines up with the Rooney rule. At the end of the season, there will be a, a, a full process of reviewing um, permanent head coach, which we will um, have an interview process uh, for and go from there. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence.
3: The voice of Jim Ursay, the Colts owner, as he announced the firing of Frank Reich and then ultimately promoting, or I should say snatching, jeff saturday out of the broadcast booth and giving him the interim coaching position he was one of the 14 candidates the colts interviewed and considered for their new head coaching gig why did it take so
6: long chris ballard i never understand what the hurry is it's about getting it right and if that meant we needed to interview 50 people we'd have interviewed 50 people I mean, you want to get the right person for the job, which we felt we've done. And I don't, like I know, I'm not going to sit here and say I don't hear the noise, but I don't react to the noise, if that makes sense. I just, you want to get it right. And so whatever pressure was felt externally, we did not feel internally.
4: I'm extremely honored and grateful to be the next head football coach of the Indianapolis Colts. I would like to start by thanking Mr. Ursay for believing in me and giving me this opportunity. And I look forward to working with you and building something special here. Thank you to the rest of the Ursay family, Carly, Casey, and Kaylin for this unbelievable opportunity. I will forever be grateful to you and your family.
3: Shane Steichen introduced as the Colts Brand new head coach, fresh off the appearance in the Super Bowl. He was the Eagles offensive coordinator. And he went to his interview and presented the Colts brass with a detailed plan for addressing the quarterback position. Obviously, extremely critical for them. It's been really what's held them back, that in the offensive line this past season. Uh, And they go into this draft with the fourth overall pick. Uh, Shane working with Jalen Hurts this last year as he made a meteoric rise to one of the top QBs in the league.
4: Thank you to A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, Zach Pascal, Dallas Goddard, Jack Stoll, Grant Calcaterra, Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, Kenny Gainwell, Jordan Melata, Landon Dickerson, Jason Kelsey, Isaac Suamala, Lane Johnson, Ian Book, Gardner Minshew, and last but not least, Jalen Hurts. Thank you to each and every single one of you guys. I would not be sitting here today if it wasn't for you. It's all about the players, and it will always be about the players. And I will be forever grateful for you guys, and I wish you guys all the best going forward.
3: That's Shane Steichen who gets emotional even as he accepts the job as the new head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. Now, after the top of the hour, we will hear from Jeff Saturday, who posted his own message on Twitter. He was among the 14 candidates who were considered for this job by the Ursay family and then by Chris Ballard, the GM, but they go with Shane Steichen instead. And now you've also got the Eagles losing their defensive coordinator because the other domino that dropped very quickly, the D coordinator, is the new head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, Jonathan Gannon. Another one of those coaching searches that took a while. They narrowed it down slowly. They whittled it down. Uh, Who was it that took his name out of the running? Oh, shoot. There was one guy who just took his name out of the running uh, and took a different job. Oh, Flores, Brian Flores. Uh, He went to Minnesota, right, as their new defensive coordinator. Yeah, to work with Kevin O'Connell. So he was one of the finalists. Don't know how this might have turned out differently if he chose to keep his name in that pool. But instead, it goes to Jonathan Gannon, who has a five-year contract with the Cardinals and the, I'll call it, unenviable task of figuring out how to get Kyler Murray on the same page as the organization. Again, that's a big challenge. Sean Payton has that same challenge with Russell Wilson. Maybe not getting him on the same page as the organization but getting him on the same page uh with the rest of the offense so philadelphia saw an incredible rise to their offense and their defense history making offense and defense this year now these two coordinators become head coaches it's after hours cbs sports radio
4: all-star closer kenley jansen we have a question what's the best podcast of all time